Sportscast Prime. Welcome to Sportscast Prime, everybody. Hey, everybody. Uh, sorry for the uh, delay. We had a little scheduling shenanigans on yes, Thursday. Uh, I know you've been waiting with bated breath to hear our wonderful voices. Uh, this is Mike. John. Nick. And we're Trevor. all here. What did you say? <laughs> did you say Trevor? It was just a GTA 5. Yeah, we, yeah, that was the scheduling shenanigan, actually. We all just would rather have played GTA 5. So was. That's what we're doing. Um, we, uh, what we didn't get to do on Thursday was our end of season uh, baseball kind of wrap-up and playoff preview. Now we're a few games into the playoffs here. But um, we may as well start chronologically and look backwards. <laughs> um, they're going to, you know, they're going to name all the awards, but, um, you know, during, during or after the postseason. But I, I, this is one of my favorite things to do when, it, when a season ends and we can argue about who should have won this and who should have won that. Um, uh, so I, we can just jump right into it. You want to just start, start, start at the top with MVPs? Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? All right. Let's start with the American League. What do we think? Cabrera, second year in a row. Miguel Cabrera. I, I, I guess we can name this. But a part of me believes. I don't know. Like, <clears throat> I told you this, where it's like I thought he should have won last year, and the same thing. I just think he should win again this year. I mean, I, you and me talked about this off camera or whatever you want to call this mic <laughs> that like it's off laptop I guess that I tell apart to like to me home runs RBIs batting average doesn't matter to me it's either slugging percentage and on base percentage mm-hmm. to me to can tell a real story and granted we try but this year Miguel Cabrera was I think he took Mike Trout wasn't even it may have been close but not really I think like his he had a better OPS. He had a better slugging percentage. And you can say what you want about he had a loaded team or whatnot, but I feel like so did Mike Trout, too. Like, coming into the coming into the season, we all thought the Angels were going to be, you know, they added Josh Hamilton. Albert Pujols, he's not going to be the same guy like he was in his St. Louis years, but he can still be a better than an above-average player. And their rotation, I thought, was solid with Jared Weaver and C.J. Wilson at the top. I mean, mm-hmm. It just, you know, they had the typical, same thing with the Toronto Blue Jays that played that, the typical, you know, you can't buy a team, and that's what happened. It played them. Albert Pujols fell off a cliff. I mean, he's yeah. not even above that. He just, he was awkward. <clears throat> like, Josh Hamilton's yeah. had his problems all of a sudden. You know, it's know, like, at least, at least <laughs> when the Yankees signed A-Rod, he was actually good for the first half. <laughs> Of that deal. I, 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 the funny part is, people give a lot of crap about the Yankees. It's like, yeah, like the Carl Pavanos and the um, Jarrett Wrights didn't work, but they had guys like Mussina gave them was every was worth the dollar. Like you said, A Rod was worth it. Mussina was, I, I, I will <laughs> always say this Mussina was the best signing they ever made until, you know, I guess I would say until CeCe. CC I mean, was another one too that got a big contract. Then prior to this year was awesome. Was like great. so, yeah, I mean, it was, was solid. Everything that you wanted. Yeah, um, but I still stand by my philosophy with like you know people don't want to point out successes. People always like nitpicking and criticizing everything. Mm-hmm. So for every like A Rod we've seen in CC Sabathia, people like to say yeah, but 
look at Pavano or look at um uh, what's who's the uh, look at um who's the pitcher uh, look at Javier Vasquez all those guys so <laughs> <laughs> twice he, twice I think right yeah twice twice, twice the Javier Vasquez oh the Yankees <laughs> um you can jump on that I, bandwagon I, I, oh like, yeah dude I'm there. <laughs> They're losing Harvey for the year, but like you can still jump on it <laughs> for next year. He he elected to get Tommy John surgery. Oh god! Well, not the whole year though. Oh, are you out for a whole year? Yeah, he's out for the whole because usually whole takes year, yeah. like twelve to right. sixteen months to. They still got Zach Wheeler and the other kid that's, that's coming. True. They still got like promising pitching prospects. So. Yeah, I I I mean I I gotta go with Cabrera this year. I I was I was one of the people who last year I was one of the uh, the stat nerds. Uh, one of the guys who would have given it to Trout, um, and it be only because I think, yeah, we may, we may have talked about this before, but I, I think Miguel Cabrera won for some shoddy reasons last year. One, he, he won because he won the Triple Crown, and I place absolutely no value whatsoever on the Triple Crown. Um, yeah, you know, like you said, John, it's not about RBIs and it's not yeah. about those stats. Those stats aren't even yeah. the important stats to look at anymore. Um, but the thing is, I mean, you look at like he he didn't win the triple crown this year, but he had a better year, and he's had better years than that year that he won the triple. Yeah, crown. the triple winning the triple crown is about luck. It's about like how everybody else does. It's not really about, like, guys have better seasons than a triple crown winning season all the time. Like, every year there's somebody who has a monster season, but they're just, you know, they're third in batting average. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't I don't really place any any value on the triple crown. And then the other, the other thing that he got a boost from was the uh, better team thing. You know, like, they made the playoffs. Um, and for me, I, I whenever I hear he's you know his team had more success, I think isn't that an argument against him? I mean, it's not really an argument yeah. against him, but it's as much an argument against as it is an argument for. To me, it means nothing. You know, a, a guy can still have value to a team that finished with a middling record. I mean, I'll, I'll buy the couldn't have been very valuable if his team finished last. Yeah, I'll buy that. But I, 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 I don't buy that a team that made the playoffs, well, if, if your team made the playoffs, you provide, you can only provide value if your team makes the playoffs. I don't buy that. So Mike Trout leading the Angels, actually to a really good record since he didn't play that first month of last year. Yeah. Um, I, you know, leading them, they ended up with a mediocre record, I guess. They kind of just yeah. missed the wild card. I, yeah, I thought that was a dumb reason. So I, I thought those were the two reasons that Miguel Cabrera won last year, and I don't buy those reasons, which is why I was a Trout dude. Um, but this year, Miguel Cabrera's got it. Trout basically had the same season, uh, but I, I think Cabrera had an even better season. He's a huge part. He's the scariest hitter in the game. He's the best hitter in the game. And, you know, I, I think he's the dude. No love for Chris Davis, anybody? Well, I'm make it that ball's not enough. Sure. Not enough love. 53 home runs is great. He had a great season, but... Which makes uh, me shocked that... They didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> Which makes me no, shocked. Is that for all sports or just in baseball? Is what? Not making the playoffs. I, well, that you know that that's... I mean, that's, that's, the, that's what... You know people... Talk, I mean, you, you, you know basketball really well, and that's something that people say. Like, they don't consider... No, I'm just asking... Well, no, basketball. Everybody makes the playoffs. So, 
That usually doesn't even come baseball, up. Baseball, oh, you have to make the playoffs because yeah. everybody makes the playoffs yeah. in basketball. Baseball's in more scarce. You have like yeah. four teams in each league, whereas opposed to like football, baseball, I mean basketball, and even oh, hockey. Dude, like, you talk about five teams though. No, five teams. Sorry, yeah, five those guys. Teams. Those guys totally yeah. made the playoffs. Yeah. Those wild, yeah. that wild card game was totally a playoff game. I'm doing scare quotes. The, the thing about it, it's like <laughs> where, where it's, it's doing. Hmm. Where, <laughs> opposed to like we're on video. Or I mean, on camera. <laughs> was it basketball and hockey, like, more than, like, oh, half the teams make it into the play and playoffs, which yeah. kind of, like, water it down a little bit, too. Yeah. And they're trying to expand it now. Oh, yeah. Makes it much more... Which make it... They should just... For basketball, which is another topic, they should just make it. Yeah. yeah but what shocks me even more is the fact that when I found Chris Davis, was it 52 home runs? That is the Orioles' single-season record. Which shocked, three? which shocked me because, like, especially, I'm not talking, like, they had, like, Hall of Fame mm-hmm. guys that hit, like, tons of home runs, like, Frank Robinson and, like, Brooks Robinson, guys like that. I was, like, yeah. shocked to hear, like, so, like, him. And it even shocked me found yeah. that the single-season record was Brady Anderson. I was like, what? You broke Brady Anderson's record, which is, like, even more in that one magical PED-filled year that he had. But <laughs> Good old Brady Anderson. Uh, you want to go National League? Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon. Well, who are our candidates here? We got McCutcheon. You say Paul Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt. You can, you can even say make the case for Clayton Kershaw too, if you yeah. want to make the case for that. I see. I don't know. I I don't know how I how I feel. I'm not exactly sure where I fall on the should you allow pitchers. Like on the one hand, um, I I hate when people say. Uh, that he only home. pitches once every five days. How valuable could he be? Yeah. Well, pretty damn valuable because he does what a pitcher does in a game, which is influence every single at bat, yeah. rather than one out of every nine. Right. I mean, yeah. like that. So it adds up. It's just a different. It's in bursts. It's not consistent. So I, I don't buy that at all, and I hate when people use yeah. that. However, the other thing that people will say is they have their own award and. That's not untrue. Yeah. They do have their own award, and it it, it kind of sucks that, like, let's say Clayton Kershaw won the MVP. Well, he obviously also wins the Cy Young. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, I'm, I think that's a much better reason why why a, a pitcher maybe conceivably might be disqualified from the MVP vote. I'm all for a pitcher, so... If, if, I, if I am... Allowing votes for a pitcher, Clayton Kershaw, absolutely, 100%. So should they take away the other awards so they can do more? Well, I, I think what they should do is just rename the rename the MVP to, you know, the Sandy Sosa or, or whatever. <laughs> you know, rename it to something like the Cy Young, where it's just, this is your best okay. position player. Most valuable uh, Just position. to simplify things so we don't have to have that stupid conversation every single year. Mm-hmm. But, I'm all um, for a pitcher winning it. I mean, when Verlander won it, I was on board. I'm like, he, like, when that was, he was the only guy in the AL at that time who was, I thought was good, because to me, he, my argument is like, it's not most valuable position player or it's MVP mm. most valuable player. So you mm. give it to the guy who, like, don't discriminate. If a pitcher really had an amazing mm. year, then give him the MVP. He was yeah. an MVP for a reason, like that year, which... Verlander was, like, unhittable, especially in that year where I think, like, 
Scherzer, like, he was, like, the only reliable pitcher in, yeah. like, that rotation. Like, Scherzer was up and down. They just got Fister. Yeah, the rest of the guys, they, had, they acquired Fister. Who else was in that rotation? Um, They had a bunch of, like, um, guys who weren't, or were, like, mediocre at best. Yeah, it was. Oh, the names are right on yeah. my tongue. It was like, Either way, yeah. Yeah, he was. Did he, he, he won that year, He right? won. He yeah, won he the Cy Young and yeah. the MVP. Yeah. Um, Which this will be the third straight year a Tiger wins an MVP yeah, award. If, if I'm going position players, uh, you know, I, I guess McCutcheon. It's it's a it's a real thin year. Yeah. For, um, for big dominance, you know, there were some guys that were doing. Yadier Molina uh, kind of fell off towards mm-hmm. the end of the year, but he was an early MVP candidate, being a catcher, um, and just ha- you know having a great year, you know, from behind the plate, um, and. Next to the plate, <laughs> um, but uh, you know you had you know you look at so big years were like you know like Michael Kadire had one of the biggest seasons. That was weird when the I saw him through the season. Yeah. He was like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it must be a Rocky. <laughs> I didn't know he was even still playing. The last time I heard his name was like five years ago when he was on the Twins. You're absolutely right. It's that and uh, Paul Goldschmidt. You know, yeah, Goldschmidt, like for a standard. Like, yeah, yeah, like a good, he had a nice season. You know, Jay Bruce had a nice season. You know, you want to go Justin Upton. Uh, you know, a bunch of guys had nice seasons. Nobody had a real dominant season. I'd say give him um, Kershaw, why not? I mean, uh, you know. I probably would say Kershaw. Um. But yeah, it's thin pickings in the NL, <laughs> just to say the least. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I can make a couple of cases for a couple of pitchers, like you know, um, Kershaw, or like you could have went as far to say, um, even Jordan Zimmerman from like the the Nationals had 19 games, led them in wins and stuff, and was their consistent p- pitcher down the stretch for the Nats too. But it's for being a position player. I mean, it's. They're probably going to give it to Andrew McCutcheon, I figure, because like you said, Molina fell off. Votto was having a good year, and he kind of like got hurt and kind of fell off too. So, who who are you going to give it mm-hmm. to by default? You know? Yeah, I I can get behind that. Um, Want to do managers of the year? Let's do manager of the year. Yeah, manager of the year is interesting. Um, not as much in the NL, probably. Um, oh, so you're saying Clint Hurdle's a lock? I think Clint Hurdle's a lock. I, I don't, I don't know who. I don't, I don't know who else are you gonna give it to? Donnie I mean, Baseball. You can give it. Yeah, he could, but I feel like they're stacked. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't get the sense that that team outperformed what it should have done. Um, you know, you know, Matheny's and you know, you, you can name all the the managers of the teams that had good records, but I, I you know, I think Clint Hurdle's the one where. That team certainly surprised us. Yeah. Um, you know, they had a strong year. Uh, are they playing tonight? I think so. They didn't play last night. They must no. have played. They won. They took a 2 1 series lead, though. So Wait, wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I, didn't, I thought it was 1 1. I didn't realize that. Yeah, they, Maybe it's, they did play. Did they play last night? I think, I think they're playing right now, I think. Oh, wow. I could be wrong. Interesting. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Clint Hurdle had a good year, especially <clears> the Pirates. Especially, <throat> like, I think he wins it by default because was it 21 years now or something, which like they weren't over 500. The last time they made the playoffs was 1992. That was the last year they've had a winning yeah, record yeah. too. You know, they, they they have been they have been knocking at the door. They've had some they've had some a couple good first halves uh, recently in recent years, uh, but they then they, then they just fell apart. I mean, we. I, 
they were good last year, I remember. Maybe the year before that, too. Yeah, last year uh, they did have a good first half, then they collapsed, and I think so the year before. But like you said, it's especially in that town, which is tough, because you have the Steelers who, well, prior to this year, the Steelers were a constant winner, and even the Pittsburgh Penguins had constant, like, had success, too, and, like, the Pirates, just, yeah. it's tough. Um, Be the weak link in the... Avoid ones. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Want to go AL? <clears throat> yeah. I'd say Ned Yost from the Kansas City Ned Royals. Ned Yost. 86 like, wins, first, like, first time they've had a winning record, I think, since 2003. There are, I mean... We need we need to take a couple of the AL candidates and ship them over the NL because there's not too many. There's so many good names. Ned Yost. What would you, well who are who would be second and third? How do you rank some of the other guys? What would you say? Yost, Farrell, Yost, hmm. Yost, Farrell, and Francona, Girardi. Would probably be your other mm, yeah, actually, candidates. I'd actually give it. No, actually, I'd switch my two and three. I'd switch. Yost, Girardi, and Farrell, just for the fact with that whole, like, to me, it amazes me. I think Girardi doesn't get enough credit for what he did mm. this year, especially with the whole, a, like, that A-Rod scandal, everybody being hurt, Jeter constantly yeah. being hurt, like, to, <clears throat> them having a winning record this year, like, I, it gives, makes me a testament, because I used to be on the side where, like, Girardi made me a fan this year because I was on a side where if anybody can win with that talent, yeah. this year he didn't have the talent yeah, and he had a winning yeah. record. So I I became a converted Girardi believer after this year. I would say I like Yost. I'm sitting here right now and I don't know. Um, I I'm not going to say Girardi because I feel that as a Yankees fan I can't seriously say Joe Girardi and I've, I've made it unbiased. Decision, yeah. <laughs> but Likewise. but I, I I will say I will say that here let me you were talking about Girardi and and the way the Yanks were this year. All right, They're so check mess. this out. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, with win expected win loss record, mm-hmm. which is or Pythagorean record. Uh, it's 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 basically it's based on a formula um, that basically what it says is like your run differential determines. Like, no matter what, yeah. your run differential is how good of a team you are. And basically, like, let's say it, 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 you can use it to predict whether teams will be worse or better, like, at midseason. If a team is, um, if a team is above 500 but has uh, a run differential close to even or close to zero, you can expect them to regress and have a worse season. And it's, it's for the most part, it's provable. Um, and it's, it's something that's worth looking at because it's good for helping you predict what a team's going to do whether they've over or underperformed based on their win-loss record. So, the Yankees were 85 and 77, eight games, eight games over 500, and their run differential was minus 21. That basically means you've got a manager who is creating wins where your talent doesn't kind of your talent. Yeah, you're not winning on your talent. You know what I mean? That's that's. Minus 21 is the talent level the Yankees have been playing with, a, a slightly below 500 team. That's what the Yankees should have done this year, and they went 85 and 77, and that's a huge testament to to Girardi, I think. So he gets, I give him tons and tons of credit, and I put him, I'm unwilling to rank him first, but 
I'm I'm putting him right there at second. I'm giving him the highest credit I can give Joe Girardi. Especially that <laughs> pitching staff in oh, Shambles, too. Pitching See, one good pitcher all year. Well, even he fell off in a little bit in the second half. Kuroda? Kuroda. Kuroda. He kind of did. Yeah, you're right. Like, he kind of came, like, fell off, too. Like, CC. Yeah. I don't know what the hell happened to him no this year. Like, no, no other good guys. Um, uh, John Farrell, I give him credit. They had the best record in the AL. That's got to count for something. However, I think they had they they won on the strength of some old guys and some a lot of new blood. Um, I I think they're a really talented team, so yeah. I think he had he he didn't exactly have a bad situation. Um, Ned Yost, I I can't say anything more than yeah. you said about Ned Yost. I, I'm not sure where I rank him. The guy I think I want to give it to though is Francona because yeah. that team made. Well, did they make the playoffs? Yeah, they, they made, made the, the wild. wild card. They made the wild card. So whatever, they made the they made the playoffs. Um, and that team's a team of castoffs. Mm-hmm. Jason Giambi. I mean, like he basically just there was a. I forget what I was reading someday, but they they, they, they joked. Oh no no wait yeah that's right. They asked Terry Francona uh, what his secret was, and he said, "Well, uh, we didn't eat chicken and drink beer." <laughs> you know that like referring to the. Uh, you know the the Red Sox collapse. He gave years such ago. he gave such he's <clears throat> such a classy guy. I enjoy Francona, yeah. and it really pisses me off to see the way how the Red Sox brass kind of threw him under the bus on the yeah. way out. Did like such a smear job, and just to see being such a from all accounts from what people say, like I never know. I don't know the guy. I don't know, but from everyone saying he's like the nicest guy ever, mm-hmm. and just like it's I'm happy. Like you said with Cleveland too, like. Especially, like, even their pitching staff has a bunch of cast-offs, like, my, like... I don't even honestly know. <laughs> like, John Cleveland. Who do they have? Justin Masterson. Right. They had Zach McAllister, who's a Yankee prospect caster. Yeah. Like, so many Yankee prospects <laughs> floating around in mm-hmm. major leagues. I remember when they acquired Masterson. Um, Yabalbo Jimenez, who secretly had a good they year. They still have him? Yeah. I, it's funny... <laughs> I looked up his stats recently, and... Remember when he was the best pitcher in baseball for, like, six months? Yeah, in, like, Colorado, <laughs> out of all things. Yeah, like I, said, yeah. I looked up his stats. It's funny, because I remember, like, halfway through the year, his ERA was, like, five or something. It's He's, like, the second-worst starter ERA. And I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, my gosh. And then I looked up his stats later, or when I saw the... Um, there was a game when he pitched when they're about to make the, a run to the playoffs. <clears> he went... His ERA went down to, like, 3-3-5, three, three, and I was like... Holy crap! When did this happen? Like, yeah. like, what? How did he became good again all of a sudden? But yeah, and Scott Casimir, a race cast off too. Wow, like they've had so really? many cast off pitchers. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think <laughs> Francona is definitely my pick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Francona. Um. <laughs> and Met Castoff too. Impressive. If you want to go with that yeah. too, Casimir. Met Castoff. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, but John Fer- John Farrell. He's a weird case though too because I thought I didn't think he'd be a good manager because from all the reports I heard with Toronto, like the management and even some of the players didn't like him too. Like they were eager to get rid of him to Boston mm-hmm. and dump him, and then he became. I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. Like it's not. I'm like, well, you can't bottom out with the whole Valentine thing. But I was like, all right, they're going to probably get another mediocre manager. But I don't, I don't know. I guess certain situations work out for certain people. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, true. That's true. Um. Yeah, we've probably got about 10 minutes or so left. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, was, I want to go one, sorry about the AL manager. No love for Joe Madden, huh? 
You think because he's just been there forever? Oh, yeah, it's too it's too crowded a field. I I can't you know, I can't really. Has he won? He has to have won. Yeah, I would like to think right? so. Yeah, maybe that World Series run. Yeah. He's a real smart manager. He's actually I, I I really love him because he's one of the only managers. You know, there are a lot of really stupid, just common practices in baseball. Like for instance, using your closer, using your best reliever in only save situations. Save situations are complete BS. Yeah. Save situations are not... You, you want, ideally, I mean, logically, this is common sense. You want your best player in the most important situation. The save situation, ahead by three runs in the ninth inning, is very rarely the most important situation in a baseball yeah. game. And Joe Madden is not a guy... And guys, guys, like, literally manage their teams based on the save stat. Yeah. You know, the qualifications for a save... <laughs> stat in the stat column where it's got to be a three-run lead or less and in the ninth inning. If you have a four-run lead, no way. Yeah. If it's in the seventh inning and there's two runners on and you're about to lose the game, nope, I'm bringing in my second or third best pitcher. You know, I, But Joe Madden is one of the only pitchers, I mean, uh, managers in the league who plays, he, 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 does, he uses his bullpen according to the philosophy of best pitcher in the most crucial yeah. spot. Uh, and I, I love him for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, certainly. You're right. You have those guys who stick by the rule book, or even have, like, the Tony LaRusso types who overthink, where it's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to have the pitcher bat eight, so that way when he gets the automatic out, I'll have a better oh, guy no, leading no, off. And... Lead off <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. Uh, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's going to be interesting to see baseball starting to shift toward, you know, some of the old ways, like like the idea of, you know, so many teams have a crappy hitter in the two slot just because you have to have, like, a slap kind of hitter yeah. in the two spot, and then your big boppers are three, four, five. Uh, you know, the actual logical thing that you should do if you want to score the most runs is have your best hitter lead off and have your second best hitter after him and your third best hitter third. Yeah. Uh, because it's all about how many at-bats you're getting, you know, and if, if, if you're, you know... So, well, uh, some teams are starting to do that. Like, more and more teams play their best hitter in the two-hole. Like, they still have, like, a traditional leadoff yeah. hitter leadoff, but they just put their best, you know, Mike, on the Angels, it's kind of, it kind of doesn't count, but yeah. Mike Trout, second, he's also kind of a consummate two-hitter because he's a fast guy or whatever, but he's their best player. He hits out of the two-hole. Robinson Cano hit second this year. Um... So, you know, te teams are starting to come around on that one. Yeah, but, like, um, you, like you said, teams are starting to. Well, even at certain cases in, like, the back in the day, the old school era, like, look at, uh, like, Wade Boggs was kind of ahead of his time, too. Like, remember how mm -hmm. certain, like, he hit leadoff. He, he yeah. used to hit leadoff for the Red Sox. And somebody, like, I told you, Bill Simmons, like, why? He's slow and he can't do that. And he goes, advanced stats show that. He walks and he gets on base a lot, so yeah, he's ideally yeah. a perfect leadoff guy to get but on base. But not who you would like think. Think who it's like that. The leadoff guy is supposed to be that yeah. fast guy, slap hitter who can bunt mm -hmm. for, yeah. for a single. But he's a guy who like strokes singles and doubles right. and stuff, or and takes walks. Right. Um, five minutes left. We got two more awards to go through. Cy Young. Al, you know. I feel, well, Scherzer, I say Scherzer, and, you know, I feel bad because most of the stat guys are going to hate because they're like, he's basically going to get it off of his win and loss yeah. record, but if you see through past the win and loss record, he had a solid, like, year, like, 
he had a good strikeout total, good like ERA, good whip, and all that and stuff. Yeah. Like he actually deserves it. He's not like one of these guys like like a Barry Zito like a couple of years ago right, who like right. won, but like Bartolo Colon or Bob Bartolo Colon. Yeah. What year was that? Oh eight. So I remember that one year where Zito won, I think it like 01 or 02, and like he just had the wins, and Pedro Martinez was better than everything else except for wins. And he did have, I, I'm trying to remember, I, uh, Zito did have a dominant year. Like, he didn't just have wins. He, the I year know before. he went 23 and 5, but I think he had like a low, well, like a 3 ERA. Not what? an unbeatable no. ERA, yeah. But no, Pedro had everything else. They said Pedro was the first pitcher. He, you know, there's ERA, I, they called him. Pitching triple crown wins ERA and strikeouts. He yeah. became the first pitcher in major league history to win two out of three pitching triple crowns, not win the Cy Young award. Right, which right. Was. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'd probably go with Scherzer too. I mean, you've got you've got Felix. Who else do you have? You can. Um, What's his face on the Rangers? Um, oh yeah, Hugh Darvish. Darvish. Darvish had a good season. But yeah, Scherzer's really. You know, he's not. He's not. He's not just a pretty pretty face with the wins. <laughs> he he had us. Great season all around, and he took the A staff from Verlander because Verlander had kind of an average year for his standards oh, he really too. Did. He really did. Um, yeah, I mean, wins and losses for a pitcher—it's—it's it, it's another kind of stupid stat. Like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't even really make sense. But um, you know, you look at he had he had quality starts. You know, he had he he was the rock. You know, for his team. So I, yeah, I'd give it to him. Um, Should we even get into NL Cy Young? Because we all know who's going to win it, right? Matt yeah. Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about how about second place? Who do we think second place? Zach Greinke kind of had a secretly good year for the Dodgers. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that's tough. I might have to. I might have to re re uh, rename. It's on it's my, it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard. Rename on my um on my uh, Cardinals pick <laughs> from mid season. Um, oh well, the Dodgers are going to be tough to beat. Oh, Granky Kershaw. And they had that kid to Ryu or whatever. I think that, that yeah, he yeah, was really yeah. good. Yeah, Greg, I, I'd probably go with Jose Fernandez. He had a monster year. Um, <laughs> oh, over to Cy Young? For Cy Young, yeah. Second place. Second uh, to Kershaw, of course. There are a lot of good, um, like I said, Jordan Zimmerman had a, like, Wainwright had a, like, so, uh, Wainwright. You want to know what's a funny stat? Wainwright is third in the NL. Like, the last four years, he's third in the NL, like, behind... Like two other guys in wins, mm-hmm. and during that four-year stretch, and one of those stretch, he missed the whole entire year due to Tommy John. Wow. Is that yeah, insane? Right. Is that right. insane? That is sick. That's sick. All right, we got a minute left. Um, someone we're missing. Rookie. You already know my NL pick. Well, I, I Jose Fernandez. Yeah, I want to say <clears throat> Jose Fernandez too. Rookie in the AL. Uh, good question. I'm feeling it's an obvious guy, and I'm just not thinking of it right now. Oh, God. This is very embarrassing. Yes. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, are you doing good up in Texas? We were. <laughs> we were. What happened? We got a guy at anyone at Texas? You're on the roll. Miguel Cabrera. No. <laughs> yeah, what? Case of the Mondays, everyone. <laughs> you were not prepared. You know what? We'll just let the Writers oh, Association pick Rookie I know. Of the Year. I um, <laughs> kid from Tampa, Will Myers. Will Myers. That's true, and he is the obvious pick. Yeah, I'll, he he had by far the best year, um, out of any of the other rookies. I can hear cop out ringing in people's. Uh, huh? I, I hear cop out ringing in people in my ear when people say that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Definitely Will Myers, even though he only played 
Well, he played as much of the season as any rookie. As much as Puig played. Yeah. Um, all right. Getting ready for getting ready for playoff baseball. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back. And we're going to talk football with Nick. See you later. I mean, now. We don't really have a commercial. We just like to hear ourselves talk. Hi. Yo. What's up? Okay. Back to the show. All right, guys. We're back. NFL time. Hey, Nick. Hey, Mike. How was your weekend? <laughs> was it? No. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't that doing so seeing good. how my Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. We had an interesting week in the NFL. A lot of, uh, a lot of, I guess, column upsets. We had a couple teams fall from the ranks of the unbeaten. Uh, we did not have uh, winless team. Any winless teams get off denied. Although the Steelers did not lose. Uh, by virtue of them taking the week off, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was a, it was a pretty interesting week. We had a lot of games between um, between good teams, as discussed games. as we discussed last week, uh, and a lot of them ended in blowouts, um, or some of them did. Anyway. Some of them did. Um, uh, you know, we could start well. The headliner. What, mo- what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? What, did, what was your most interesting game of the weekend? Well, obviously I'm going to go with Mike Hallett. Are we talking Romo right now? Um, <laughs> I'm actually not going to get down on Romo because he doesn't deserve that. But it is, it is the, somewhat the same old it's story. It's, it's his M.O. It's his M.O. Basically, what you just saw in that game is his career. <laughs> I, is, saw, I, I, I saw his... I was I forget if I was yeah I think reading something that it's it perfectly stated Romo's problem uh, and they called it in this article the Icarus effect he flies too close to the sun and he gets burnt um, and he's a great quarterback mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes he just gets burned you know yeah. and it's 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 a thing you know I I've all I've long said like you can't be thinking about not having Romo yeah it's mm-hmm. a negative. It's just negative. It's damn frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got to be. Yeah. But he's a great quarterback. And he'll throw for 500 yards and five downs and, mm-hmm. and do all that. I mean, the way I look at that last play, like, yeah, you know, Ill, ill-informed pass, but, you know, into double coverage, probably shouldn't have. But I think in the situation that he was in, I mean, all right. Do you the remember situation. the plays? I do. I do. Okay, yeah, I do too. They were on the somewhere around the. They were on in their territory. They're on territory. They're in the territory. Yeah. And it was second and sixteen. So you'd say should have taken the sack because that's the other option. He I mean, no, no, he didn't even have to do that. Well, he could have thrown it. Away. He could have given it through straight. I don't know if you watch the play. Mm-hmm. Like usually, Tony Romo he goes through his checks. He, yeah. he checks his receivers from left to right to left, whichever direction. It's yeah. look. He started from left to right. If you look at the play. <laughs> And, it, and they show the camera view from his vision almost because the camera's behind him. Mm-hmm. And then there's Des Bryant right there. Yeah. And, like, you see the double coverage. And I guess um, they also reported that he tripped over uh, Smith, I think it was, the, the line. Rome, that, Rome. Yeah, he tripped over yeah. Uh, his foot. Uh, yeah, he. So, um, kind of, it seemed like he kind of, and I only saw the play once or twice. But I saw the first. It seemed like at, like at no point did he really have, because of the pressure, at no point did he really have the ability to scan properly. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that but might have been the, why. The, the problem really... was, like, you would have had to see Des Bryant before you see that other player. Right. I think it was Williams he was throwing to. And mm-hmm. 
for the fact. Where, where on the field was Des Bryant? This, Des Bryant was okay. So the pass went on uh, right, right side down, of the right, field. Right, right. De, yeah, right hash of the field. Des Bryant was more towards center. Okay. And like before, you can like, I don't know if his view wasn't mm-hmm. in, impaired or anything. Like Des Bryant was like wide open. Like yeah. he was like I want to say probably like five yards away from the throw, or maybe yeah. a little more than that. But like it was a moment where you can like float it to him and he'll make the rest kind yeah. of thing. But like I, I don't want to get too critical because of, I just found out that he got tripped. I didn't I didn't notice that by the way. Right when right, I yeah. actually when I first saw the play. Yeah, you know, I, you know, it didn't look like when it, that kind of thing happens. You know, I, I think it may have just been this is the guy I can quickly get the pass off to because yeah. I need to release this pass. Yeah. I, this is, might have been the only option. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know. It obviously wasn't the greatest play mm-hmm. by a quarterback, but. You know, when I think about, you know, the alternative, it's like, you know, what are you going to do? I guess you could have thrown it away. He was out. Well, no, he was still, he was between the... He was, he was, he the, was still in the... Yeah. Still, um, he was in the tackle box, so he couldn't have thrown it away. He could have thrown so it towards the ground, towards his... The, yeah, I mean, he could have done like a half, yeah, half, half like life. a ground Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you don't usually, you know, want to do that. that. You don't want to do that. He could have taken a sack, but if he takes a sack, now it's third and 25, mm-hmm. and you're basically a punt. And, I mean... You're punting. You're punting to Peyton Manning, who already scored forty points. No, that was the first punt. Was it? it was. It was second and sixteen. That was the. I thought. Was, I thought. I thought they got the penalty and it was first and. <clears throat> uh, the interception was on second and sixteen. I know because I read. It. <laughs> okay, I thought. Um, I thought penalty caused it to first down again, and then it was sixteen. I didn't. I, yeah, I, I, just, I just. I don't remember the play that happened yeah. after the. Punt. I wasn't even watching. I was at. I was at my I brother's engagement party. Okay. Getting texts from everybody telling me, "Why didn't you start Romo, dude?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I always make the wrong call. I've got three great quarterbacks in fantasy, and I always pick. I always start the wrong guys. Well, it's um, hard to choose. Yeah, you never um, know which ones be more hot so than the other. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if, if you're punt, if you're if you're punting to Peyton Manning in a tie game and there's two minutes left, mm-hmm. game over. This season, forget. Yeah. He's already scored four points on you. Hey, yeah, you're losing. And, and you know what? That's what happened. It happened to be an interception. Uh, which I guess you could say, yeah, that's bad because they got great field position, but like it matters. Come on, yeah. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning would have yeah, the ball is one. one Although the defense high. did make them pick a few fields, like that's true, and they were long, so I got to give them some yeah, credit to that. A field goal, like the game winner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, like it was, because the there, there was a one that was like I think it was like forty-five, <laughs> and he yeah. still made it. So it was like okay. Hey, Your you defense did its job, but as a, gi- just, as a Giants true. fan, I'll take it. We can tank the whole season and always be within striking I mean, distance. Is, I know. <laughs> Let's not get on our conference. Uh, do we want to talk Giants right now? Woo. It's up to you. I mean, we can talk the whole conference if you want. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's you can take a look at the Eagles. If we, who's it's a conference? Bad uh, teams. What has happened to this this proud division? This once proud, proud division? division is tanked. I it's mean, tough. I don't know. Maybe we held on to players for too long or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that's been the whole outside of the Redskins. I mean, but you, the Redskins you guys are the only guys who have looked any good at any point and, and, and this season. And by any good, I mean basically just really just looking at the Bronco game as I, the only what, impressive game. And you lost This is what game. I said. I said <laughs> that been any other football team, no matter who. Yeah, if yeah. that had been any other football team, that would have been a win. Yeah. Like... My my thing is, if we can, the Cowboys can put forth that effort instead of playing down to the competition, yeah. down to the talent of the team, because it seems like they play towards what a talent of the team is. So, like, if it's a bad team, we're not going to give you that amount of points. Yeah. Point. So, it's like, if you can do that, just do that. Don't play down to your conscience. Yeah. That's, that's, I think, the problem with the Cowboys. I mean, if, if, and their defense is wild. 
if the I NFC East had a resume, what would go at the top of the resume would be the Cowboys' performance yet, uh, yesterday. 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 That would go in a lot. That's the most impressive the NFC East has done this year because every other win, you guys you guys blew out the Rams, basically means nothing. You beat the Giants, basically means nothing. It's unimpressive that you only just bought by a field goal or whatever, or whatever it ended up being. Yeah, it was on the last. It was at the last minute, the last minute win. Um, you know the 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 Eagles beat the Giants. But, they beat the uh, when the oh they beat the Redskins. Beat the Redskins. Redskins beat Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing. There's, There's nothing. nothing for the NFC East. So basically, year. the loss that we well, that was the, 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 the most game impressive game anybody's played. I mean, that's the that, again. That's it has to be that kind of effort all the time. And yeah. That's the thing against the Cowboys. You can you won't get that effort all the way through yeah. till the end. Like so that that's the thing holding us down so badly. We'll talk about good teams. Yeah, let's go to teams instead of our just. How about the now. Saints? Yeah, they're back, man. Back with them. But you know vengeance. what? I'll tell you what. I'm not really so much impressed offense because it's pretty much what I expected to be. Yeah. But the defense is impressive. See, now my former defensive coordinator is going for my team that Jerry Jones says there has to be changes. Rob Ryan. Rob Ryan. Who will be unemployed for five, five minutes. minutes. <laughs> Although we all know it wasn't five minutes. Yeah. It didn't take that long to get hired as he expected. Yeah. yeah. And well, I think the Saints went from like one of the worst <laughs> to being the top ten defenses now. Uh, well, they they've been they haven't had a bad game yet. Yeah. Uh, so like they're probably strong. so they're so they're probably top. Strong, I don't know about top five. They have a honestly a defensive identity now. Um, they um, yeah they actually have an identity in defense and that's something you usually can't say. For the Saints, but um, this was louder than talking. And that is Mike's. This is this is my daughter, Andrea. Hey, Andrea, you want to say hi to our hi. fans? All right, yeah, you're saying hi to so many people right now. What so, would you like, sweetie? I don't know what that means. I don't. Can, you hold up? Can you hold up for 20 minutes? Can you hold up for 20 minutes. Thanks. Then make sure you get the guns. We're back. Well, we're gonna get the gummies. All right. Um, but what are you saying about the? Uh, they have a defensive identity. You know, yeah. they, they. I think I mentioned earlier this year, like after the first game, that um, that uh, Sean Payton had the defense come out first, like in introductions or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Which is, I guess, that's not what you usually do. Um, they they have a strong defensive identity, and wow, they they look like a good team. Scary good. And you know what? This Scary. I would. I want to see more. <laughs> But like scarcely, I would somewhat say they can make some. Noise. I mean, if that's a team, if that's the team that's going to get home field advantage Finish. in the NFC. Book, book them, yeah. Book. Book I mean, them. who's going to beat them? I don't know. I mean, I think it would be tough for anybody to go in there. <laughs> yeah. Even, you know, because like to me, San Francisco doesn't look as strong as they should be. Maybe that'll change throughout yeah, the season. Yeah. But I'm talking about right now, anyway. But then usually, you know, talks are never really that. And yeah. the, not uh, as good. Huh. They're not that great. You know, when they go, when they're yeah. away from home or anything like. that. Which is another team I wanted to laugh. Uh, so anyway, um, we another team I want to kind of get into uh, who played against the Colts, the actually, Seahawks. The yeah. Seahawks. Yeah. God, we had so many good games. We had a lot of good games. Actually. Good win the Colts. They were um, good and it was a comeback win, that wasn't it? Yeah, they were. Uh, it was a comeback win. Yeah, their their performance as this year has impressed me because honestly, I think their defense is pretty if, good. If you buy into the idea of uh, of you know, advanced football stat analysis, uh, where you look at point differential, you look at record in close games as functions of luck more than anything else, turnover differential, fumbles, stuff like that. And if those 
if a team like the Colts won 11 games last year but didn't outscore their opponents by that much, uh, got really lucky with turnovers, fumbles, and stuff like that, everybody would have predicted them to regress this year and be like 500 teams. because you told me um, some kind of stat system that said yeah, something. Yeah, long, I, everyone so. would have predicted them. And honestly, like when I, when I think of the Colts, I think of like, what is their talent? What is the re- if, if they're going to repeat last year's performance this year, what is the reason? Who is the talent on their team that dictates that they are some kind of great team? And I honestly couldn't. I, I, they have a the great quarterback. They have a quarterback, and, you know, Reggie, I don't know. I can't name a guy in their defense, you know? It's, yeah. it's, it's tough, but they, that's, that's an impressive yeah. you know, against the Seahawks. And the Seahawks, you know what? It's a road game. It's not either 4-0. I don't think I don't think that tell that losing one tells me any or four and one they were four and zero. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't think that really says much about the Seahawks. I, I, they're still a top team. They're yeah, they're a top team. Home. They're top team. It's just that they're it's like they're two different teams. That's one team. They're they're, they're a home team. They're a Super Bowl champion, but yeah, when they're away, they're just it, it's really like for the for the at the end of last year and into the playoffs, uh, Russell Wilson was. Was clicking mm-hmm. on like, he was playing on, on like an ideal, optimum, perfect level. Yeah. The way he was playing, mm-hmm. and I think they're not they're, they're not that their defense is basically the best defense in football. Mm-hmm. But um, he has to play at that level for them to really be that good offense. I they, 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 I mean they got a back, they got a running game. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're you know they have a, a quarterback who can, they have a quarterback who can create first downs. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know he. Out of nothing, with his arms, and great his play, legs. arms and his legs. Uh, you know, they're. What, I can't even think of about them. You know, they're they're, they're built that way. Um, and so are the Niners. That's obvious. They had quite a statement over the uh, over the Texans, who looked impressive last week. Um, <clears throat> but um, and the Niners did not. Why is it? Can, can you? Wow. I just realized what the Colts just did. The Colts just beat the Niners and the Seahawks in, in consecutive weeks. That's why I was saying that. Good Lord. Yes. I was like, <laughs> no one had, I, I was going to say it when you finished, but like, yeah. I was like, I do realize <laughs> they beat the yeah. best teams. The two best teams. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was like, I, I, that has to be impressive. Yeah. But yeah. like, it's something, I think they can still get better too, uh, the yeah. Colts, and if they build their team and they, you know, the right way. But they got the quarterback. Yeah, they do have the quarterback, and uh, I just think they just get a few more pieces on, yeah. you know, both sides of the ball. That that can be a contender so, um, but, within a year yeah. or so. But the Niner, the Niner, you know, like you said, it looked this year like maybe that we weren't sure about the Niners. Like, yeah. are they, we got some, some are cracks, they, are, they, are they starting to, like, fall apart or something? But... Yeah. You know, you know. Okay, they're still the Niners. Yeah, relax. <laughs> yeah, let's let's let the season happen, and yeah. we, then we can say our pieces on that. You brought up Houston. Yeah. Do you think that Matt Schaub will remain the quarterback throughout the season, or will there be a change, or um, do you think he'll they'll wait till next year to to um, get on a trade or keep him? Um. I'm not sure this is like I last year. I don't know. I don't know what the I can't imagine what they would do. Well, they have there are Yates and there's another um, I think there's another young uh, backup that they have. He has a I guess a pretty decent arm, but like uh, I don't know too much about it. Like they're like a lot of people are just uh, well, mainly Houston fans are really calling for his head. <laughs> like they're not liking like he's not that quarter fit to rely on. Yeah. Like when it comes down, like 
you needing to make that play to take us to where we need to go. You can't really rely on them. Like if you look at the games and this is up, like you can read their body language. They don't really don't seem like they believe in them him themselves. Yeah. Um there's a lot of questions about him. I mean I don't know what, what you do if you're I you get I guess you gotta rebuild. I mean unless you gotta I say rebuild. I just gotta get a Josh Freeman you know well, the actually, Vikings, the Vikings, the Vikings got, did they, they? They got, they got, they did. Okay, they, yeah, that makes sense. That makes because sense. I, I want to say Farad, but uh, pa, yeah, pa, uh, just, I, I, I mean, God, do you really pa. think you're going anywhere with him? No, um, it was just the potential of it all. Uh, real quick, uh, we only got a couple minutes left, but uh, Lions for the big litmus test, I'd say, without Megatron. Without Megatron, that's true. Without <laughs> actually their first two receivers. So, so actually, so, good uh, point. Let's. Eh, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Read, I don't. I don't either. read too much that into that. Um, Jaguars uh, failed to cover the spread. A gigantic These spread against a terrible team. team. Uh, they lost by fourteen, and the spread next week against the Broncos probably going to be even bigger than twenty eight. Twenty eight is huge. Do you realize if the Broncos beat them forty thirteen, they would have covered the spread? Like that's crazy. <laughs> 20 points. Um, well, we, we don't need, we'll, we'll save next week's game for uh, for Thursday, but let's see. Pat's lost. Chiefs stayed at Shut out for Tom Brady. That's... Shut out, yeah. That's, well, that's, no, they didn't get shut out. No, no, no Tom touchdowns. Brady got shut out. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. No touchdowns. Um, yeah, that's rough. That's weird. Interesting week. We uh, are going to cut out now, but uh, uh, we'll have next week... Or next week's games on uh, Thursday, we might talk some uh, some baseball playoffs. We might talk some basketball. We're trying to figure it out right now. But for now, we're gonna run. So this is Mike and Nick, and we'll catch, toodaloo. We'll catch you next time on Sports Prime. See ya. See ya.